Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. everyone. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this evening with a cup of warm tea. I want to talk to you today a little bit about positive connections, relationships in the workplace, your social skills. These are things that can be seen as stressors. If you sit back and you really think about it, how many conversations do you engage in in a day of work? When you're in healthcare, it's probably in the hundreds. You don't even realize it. It's just nonstop, right? And whether they're good or they're not so good, all of them add up um, as stressors, right? Because they um, they either add to your stress and anguish or they add to your excitement, and that's all energy. So this co- this conversation or this podcast today, I want to talk to you a little bit more about um, difficult conversations and how you can walk away from them feeling um, feeling better about them, okay? Because whether we like it or not, hard conversations are going to happen and they have to happen because that's the only way change can happen. And that's not a bad thing, but if it's a mutually hard conversation, I find that more gratifying than only one person of that equation finding it hard, if you know what I mean. So one of the things that I find one of the first things that I find when I'm engaging in a difficult conversation is listening in for information. So I'm always listening with the intention to understand and um, be empathetic. So I'm trying to keep an open mind, trying to take in as much as possible. And I do that in such a way that I'm gathering what the other person is sharing in terms of data, but I'm also understanding their emotional point of view. And I'm trying to get a sense of what that is for them. And the second thing then 
in response is I often start with kind of how I feel about the situation as well. And I always come from a place of, of my um, perception or my feeling, my experiences, because I can't presume to know what other people think and feel. And so I try really hard not to put my presumptions on others. And when I'm the one responding, I try to come from a place of just myself and expressing my own emotions or my own perspectives when it comes to a matter and just being open and honest about it and being very neutral about it and and not um, having neither a positive or negative tone about it. When you're sharing how you feel, it's more just what it is, right? It's coming from a place of presence and mindfulness and not from a place of judgment or a place of fear. It's just saying, how you feel and putting that in such a language that the person receiving it um, can understand it without feeling offended by it. And when you're you're engaging in a conversation, the third thing you want to think about at all times in the back of your mind is what's fair and what's equal for everyone. And this is very true, especially in a bigger environment where there's a lot of staff is, you know, especially if the conversation is around those structural changes or strategies, you always want to come from a place of what's fair and what's equal for everybody, staff and patients. Because if you come from a position of good intention in that way, and you come from a position of equality, you know, no one can really argue with that, right? Everyone's going to try to be on the side of that. And you'll find that the conversation will be a little more solutions oriented rather than just a back and forth tit for tat. The other thing to think about um, asking, so the fourth thing I guess you can say is asking for time to process. So let's say you kind of were caught off guard by a situation and you were asked to make a decision and you made the decision and then you walked away regretting it and you thought, darn, I wish I would have said something, but you really had no time to react because you were caught off guard. So I think it's fair to try to practice, again, being present, and not only you being present, but by you being present, you are anchoring the conversation, right? It's not just happening off a whim, and it's like somebody speaks and then the conversation is over. It's more like, hold on, (laughs) this is, you know, a mutual conversation here and just adding no rush to it by you being calm um, might be super helpful. And this is something that I, you know, I'm still working on because I come from a place of um, wanting to help everybody. And so my immediate reactions to things are to say yes, when sometimes I walk away thinking, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said yes to that. So, you know, and I I have nobody to blame but myself when it comes to that, but me being more aware of that now will only help me to um, slow the conversation down. And if it's something that includes me, then, uh, you know, I'm just as important in that conversation than the person that's there initiating it, right? So, you know, I do have a space in that conversation and it's up to me to hold that space. And 
just remember that the conversation doesn't have to start and finish in that moment physically. If you um, just ask for time to process and reflect so that you can make the best decision for everyone, again, coming from a place of equality and fairness and for yourself, then I think, again, no one can really argue with you with that, right? They're, they're going to respect that, if anything. I think at the end of the day, people would rather you um, be honest and be in a place where you feel like you can thrive rather than just survive, right? And add more stress to your um, to your situation. But it is kind of on us to, the people pleasers, so to speak, it's kind of on us to hold that space though and to own it and to, um, to recognize its importance first and foremost before anybody else will. And then finally, you might've heard this one before, the fifth technique is, you know, repeating what's been said, right? Um, and not what's been said, but what you understand. So a lot of times, especially when interacting with patients and sometimes with staff, you know, you know I will say, so what I'm hearing is, or what I understand um, you're explaining to me is this. And, I, and I'm basically, you know, trying to validate the conversation and what's being said, but also trying to understand it. And um, that's the only place you can potentially come from when you're coming from that standpoint is that you just want more information if necessary, or you know you just want to better understand where people are coming from so that you can um, adequately respond in such a way that is you know intentional for, for what's being talked about at that time. So the, just to recap, the five things are listening intently with an empathetic mind, an open mind, um, and from a position of understanding. Second, saying how you feel and coming from that perspective. So just starting you know, your, your response with, you know, what I feel is this, or um, this is how this makes me feel. And just adding, adding to that and only speaking from what you know to be true for yourself and not presuming for anybody else. Third, always come from a position where you are thinking of everybody and what's fair and what's equal for all. Because when you come from that standpoint, your intentions always stay good, right? Like they're always at the forefront of your purpose for what you're doing every single day. Fourth, ask for time to process. If, if you are expected to make a decision and it's a decision that's important to you, ask for time to reflect and process it. You know, you don't have to respond in that moment. And this is one of the ones that I know I need to work on. This is the one that I touched on earlier for us people pleasers. Um, you know, it's hard because we're, we're more reactive that way and we just wanna help and we'll, do, we'll jump in wherever we can. But this is, I think this is one of the most powerful things of all five is that, you know, taking time to, to process and make the decision that's best for everyone. And the fifth one is repeating, paraphrasing what you've heard and what you understand um, the other person is trying to express to you. And that just keeps things very neutral. It keeps things very conversational and not so polarized. So you always just want to come from a place overall of just being very present to the conversation, not rushing it, giving it the attention it needs, especially when a decision needs to be made and doing what you believe and acting in the best interests of yourself first and foremost, but also 
for everyone else in your um, in your space. So that's patients, colleagues, peers, staff. So let me know what you guys think. If you liked this podcast and you find yourself in you know hard conversations pretty regularly, I, I would assume you do if you're in healthcare. You know, I would love to hear from you. You can simply screenshot this podcast, tag me, and share it, and I will do the same. And if you also like this podcast, please, please submit a five-star review to iTunes and just write an honest review, honest feedback. It would mean the world to me. And truthfully, it actually is what helps to move this podcast forward. I appreciate, you guys have no idea all of the DMs you're sending me lately, um, especially on the most recent podcast uh, with Tanya Jacob. You know, it really moved a lot of people and I'm so glad it did just as much as it moved me. And those are the those are the conversations that matter, right? That's the purpose of this platform. And anything you can do to help me raise more awareness to take better care of our healthcare professionals, bring awareness to our needs and the realities of burnout, um, I would so, so greatly appreciate it. So if you do submit a review, I will tag you if I know who you are and thank you personally as well. So until we chat next time, guys, please stay well and please stay happy. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes, and you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support support.